A beginning is the time for taking the most delicate care that the balances are correct. This every sister of the Bene Gesserit knows. To begin your study of the life of Murdadib, then take care that you first place him in his time. Born in the 57th year of the Padishah Emperor, Shaddam VI, and take the most special care that you locate Mardadib in his palace, the planet Arrakis. Do not be deceived by the fact that he was born on Caledon and lived his first 15 years there. Arrakis, the planet known as Dune, is forever his place. Bob has to go into the city for a business meeting. He's bored as hell, he hates it there, and he, he just wants a drink. So he asks his cab driver what's the best place to just get drunk and forget about the day. The cab driver says, That building right there, it has the best bar in the city, but it's on the top floor. If you're afraid of heights, probably not a good idea. But the beer's cheap, just go up there. So Bob gets in the elevator, goes up, sits down at the bar, orders a couple shots, and a man comes by him and sits down and, and says, You new to the city? Bob goes, First time here, can't stand it. So the man goes, I can tell you something pretty fascinating. The wind here is so strong that if you go out there on that balcony and jump off, the wind will blow you right back up. And Bob says, you're bullshitting me. And the man goes, no, come on, let's, let's do it. So Bob picks up his drink. The man and Bob walk out to the balcony. And the man just jumps right off. And Bob looks down and the man just flies right back up, lands on the balcony. And Bob goes, I cannot believe that. How the hell is that possible? And the man goes, I told you, the wind is so strong, we'll blow you right back. You should try it. So Bob just takes off his tie, hands the guy his drink, and jumps right off the balcony and falls to his death. The man takes the drink, goes back, sits by the bar, and the bartender goes, you're a real asshole, Superman. <laughs> that joke is free for anyone to take. Retweet. Do whatever you want. Hey Jeff, do you remember the first time that you like experienced Dune? Do you remember your first time? Because I, I sure do. Of course I do. Yeah, it's uh, my family used to vacation on the Jersey Shore. We used to go to uh, our friend's hotel just outside Asbury Park. It was, it was great. It was those were some of the best years of my childhood. Like great, had always had a great time there. 
you know, out there on the beach, boogie boarding and having a good time. So we would stay in this hotel that was our friends, our friends, of my parents ran it and, uh, they, uh, had a friend that unfortunately had passed away and they were kind of helping to clean his house out. His daughter, I guess, was cleaning the house out and, um, they were like, we got all this stuff in the basement, like help yourselves guys. Like there's all these books and stuff down there, like go for it. Right. So. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I like to read, right? Check it out. So I went down there, and in amongst the copies of books were was the first uh, Dune book. So I grabbed that. I was like, I'd heard of it. Um, I hadn't read it. I was probably about 13 years old or so at this point. So I was like, yeah, I've heard of this book. I'll check it out, yeah. Um, I didn't read it initially because there were all these other books that I got in that score. Like, it was it was a great score. The guy had some really good books, some Asimov and some other sci-fi stuff. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a, it was a good score. And then I didn't end up reading the book until probably I got home in the fall and then I read it in the fall. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a great book for, for a teenager to read. It was like a, you know, kind of classic hero's journey sort of, uh, you know, you could relate to that, uh, the Paul Atreides character a lot. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a lot of it was a lot of fun reading that book as a kid, and I was I've been thinking about it recently. So, how about you? What was your first uh, What was your first uh, exposure to the uh, the Dune universe, Jeff? Well, I first read Dune when I spent the summer locked in a basement on the Jersey Shore. Oh shit! That was the same basement. Oh my god, <laughs> that's wild. What are the odds? I like that you um, switch from shit to stuff. <laughs> Shit to stuff. I thought, yeah, I thought you were teaching Max Mayer a lesson on how to be polite on podcasts. Oh no! Uh, yes, I, uh, I I can't help myself. It's uh, I have to be professional. We have to be we have to be professional, Jeff. It's what we have to do. We have to have family friendly content at all times, so we can get those sponsors like Michelob Ultra, who I. Personally, I'm a big fan of, and I would really like to get some of those, those advertising dollars on Dune Boys. You know what I have? What do you have? I have Rain Body Fuel. What? Carnival Candy. You got the Carnival Candy flavor. Wow. It's delicious. See that? See that the Carnival Candy flavor. It reminded me of uh, of, of Cabbage People, of the of the the carnies with the small hands. I couldn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't like the I didn't like the cotton candy one, but you seem to enjoy it's, it. So. It's fantastic, and it 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 tastes like pure essence of cotton candy. And essence of cotton. I candy. don't understand how they did it. It's yeah. like a miracle in a can. Oh, nice, <laughs> good slurp there. <laughs> um, I'm drinking right now a uh, Wellington, which hey, that's. In the Dune universe, there's that character, uh, isn't it? Yeah, there's that character um, who's with Paul Atreides at one point in the book. What's his name? Uh, it's, uh, it's Yo, Yo, Yui? Yo, Yui? Yui, Yui Wellington, is yeah, that it? Yui. Yeah, that's Yui, yeah. okay, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to um, make, Interject make a rain body fuel into some kind of character, but I can't seem to do that right now. They'll incorporate it into the movie. They'll get it in there somehow. Yeah. They'll have a character named like uh, R- 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 Roger Rain. 
<laughs> I I can. Uh, uh, it's a terrible dude name. I can understand why movies have like product placement in it because mm-hmm. they got to get the money from somewhere. Of course, yeah. What kind of product placement can you put in Dune? Um, I'm hoping Dr. Pepper. Oh, you think that Dr. Pepper's going to get get in, in Dune? You think uh, they're going to be like, th- they put spice in Dr. There'll Pepper? will be a spicy Dr. Pepper, and you'll be able to mm-hmm. buy uh, Vets. <laughs> what is it, 23 flavors? Is 23 flavors that they have in Dr. I Pepper? I think 23, and the secret ingredient is prune. Prune? Yeah. Well, they need to make the secret ingredient spice, and then people will be getting all fucked up. Yeah. I can see the future, and the future contains more Dr. Pepper. This is going to be the sponsored episode. Doctor, We've got Dr. Pepper. We've got Michelob Ultra. And Rain Body Fuel. And, right, and of course, Rain Body Fuel. Can't forget <laughs> is that. Is there anything else free that you'd like? I'd like Kloss and Pickles. Um, maybe a PlayStation. I don't know. No, let's not get too commercial now. Let's Let's keep it on the... Let's keep it on the up and up. Yeah, yeah. Hey, do you have any uh, Dune news? No, no, not Ah, see? Oh, check it out. Oh, 50 cents of paper. I don't have any Dune news this week, though. <laughs> do you have some Dune I have, news? I have some Dune news. Oh, shit. Lay it on me, All man. All right. Um, I'll just say that it was a slow week in Dune news. Yeah, there wasn't really any casting news or any... Uh, I mean, uh, there was a minor story from earlier in the month uh, where one of the producers was talking about how faithful uh, Villeneuve's script is to the book, but that he had only seen, like, the first draft or something like that. And I was like, uh, okay, that's all right. What what do news do you have, though? Okay, uh, here's my do news. Tybee Island Beach Task Force meets to discuss dune restoration. Ooh, this is dune-related. Yeah, uh, Tybee Island, Georgia. Tybee Island's Beach Task Force meets Thursday to discuss restoration of the dunes. Hmm. A healthy dune system protects the land from storm surge and rough seas. True. It also provides a habitat for native plant and animal species. Also true. Okay, there's Dune News Part 1. Excellent, excellent. It's good to hear that there's people believing in the restoration of uh, of the Dune. Yeah. Okay, and here's a uh, here's Dune news part two. Part d- part two. Yeah, firefighters practice on Dune grass. Dune grass. Firefighters burned off a section of beach grass in the peninsula Western Dunes near Bolstead Beach approach in Long Beach on June nineteenth. What? So. <laughs> That's the sentence. Wow. Um, that, so is, that is riveting stuff. <laughs> yeah, this is from the Chinook Observer. Oh, boy. Which means one place has too many dunes, and one place does not have enough. Well, we need to get a transplant going. We need to get an exchange program going for these people just, and their dunes. ship the dunes. Ship them. Pack them up. Dune-related Frank Herbert. Mm-hmm. Was very into sand and dunes. Oh, that's how he uh, came up with some of the inspiration for the book. Yeah, he was working with the government on um, some type of sand project. I've been reading more about it a little bit lately. It's kind of confusing and over my head. But... Yeah, I I think the point was of Frank Herbert's work was to figure out how to use tall grass to stop the deserts from taking over towns and cities oh wow in the desert so okay 
And all I, right, yeah, okay. So it's like a it's a preservation type deal, but you want to find a way to control the environment. It's almost like a terraforming. Yeah, which is what a lot of um, the later Dune books are about, like turning the desert back into a normal planet and and all that. But I, I have a feeling this guy was just a nerd that was really into grass. Mm. Hey, what's grass wrong and... with grass, man? Grass is cool. I'm down with grass. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure Herbert was probably down with a little bit of the old uh, LSD and stuff. He had this period where he was hanging out with some uh, some pretty groovy people, apparently. Yeah, I think he had this brain so full of knowledge about deserts and grass that he's like, I gotta do something with this. I gotta apply this knowledge in a. Uh, in a science fiction-y way. It's, hey, it's great. He's, the first book, The Prose, is great. It's really so good. And and he also, he worked with, he worked in newspapers for years, too. And, that I um, didn't know. Yeah, he was actually, he, he did a lot of journalism in Washington State for uh, some of the newspapers there, mm-hmm. off and on over the years. But some of his, pro, like, uh, when I was doing my reread recently, I was, uh, I was noticing that a lot of his prose was, fairly clinical in an almost in an almost journalistic sort of way and i think that's what makes the book a little bit dry to people a little dry like a raucous <laughs> you know what this is where i'm gonna put um uh, audience laughing sound a little a little <laughs> a little dry like a raucous Now a word from our sponsors. Yeah, so like ad-wise... Hey, grab your endoscope. It's inside jerks. We're a couple of jerks. And um, yeah, we we want you to get inside us. Uh, We're mostly just talking about a bunch of random shit. And let's do that again. I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's the ad. Bye. Oh, that was the news section. So, Dicky, we had a we had a little contest for the um, the fan mail section. Ah, yes, the fans. And we took a poll off of what I think were the best ones, and we had a winner, but it was a close win. So, I want to thank uh, Mike's Lard Lemonade and Aaron Moles on on Twitter for their uh, their entries, which was the spice. Melange and Melade. I can't say this. You can do it. I believe in you. Maladib. Maladib. Oh Ma- boy. Ma- yeah, Maladib. Those are both a mouthful. Yeah. What was the first <laughs> one again? The spice melange. Spice melange. I can do. Yeah. Spice melange. It's got that. It's got a little bit of a French sound to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, spice melange. I would like a spice melange and a coffee, please. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. So, are we ready to answer some fan questions? Hit me with the hit me with the first one. Hit me with the with the first fan mail uh, 
question from the Spice Melange. Okay. This is where I have to scroll back to get it. Uh, Twitter. Modern technology. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Get that Twitter scrolling. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Searching for comments. Yeah, I think... um Blew up a little bit too much on Twitter the last. Uh, what are you talking the, about? We haven't even hit. I, I want to get a thousand likes on something. Then, uh, then we can say that we're fucking blowing up. <laughs> thousand likes. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Lay it on me. Question number one from Hat Dog. Hat Dog, the Hat Dog. Yes. If I were a Dune podcast topic, what would my content be? So he's saying that about. Himself. I think he wants to know if he was talked about on the Dude Boys podcast, what would it be about? I thought I always thought that um uh that Hat Dog's uh, prior primary goal in this world is the destruction of humankind and the enslavement of everyone. He he promised me uh, so, a quick death. I it's took true. that as a compliment. I saw that and I was a little bit jealous, but I think he gave me some sort of pardon pass sort of thing as well and i don't know i can't remember but i think i think it would be yeah we would be talking about um how close the uh the clock is to midnight and how successful hot dog has been at um at killing everyone on earth that would probably be what i would think the topic would be (laughs) the reason why earth doesn't exist anymore is because of hot dog Exactly. Uh, my dog-related question about Dune would be... Um, mm, okay, uh, yeah, that's dog, yeah, with hat on. The, yeah. uh, the only mention I think of dogs at all are... They made something called chair dogs. Chair and dogs. chair dogs are living furry chairs that people sit on. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, Dune gets weird. And it's already about giant worms and and all that, but they have um they have sitting on their yeah, dogs. Yeah, I think they just I think Frank Herbert had a real comfy dog he was laying on. I think a, a lot of these um, oh, Frank Herbert things are like maybe what he just sees <laughs> lying around. I don't think Hat Dog's gonna like that very much. I don't think he's gonna approve of of Frank Herbert sitting on chair cha- cha- chair dogs. dogs. That's a that's a different kind of dog. And as as Dune goes along, uh, just as a warning, there are some spoilers. There are half half oh human, half animal hybrids. Called, oh yes, of uh, course. Futars yeah. Futars or furtars. Ooh, the, you're hitting that R a little hard there. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> uh, it's okay. But it's all right. <laughs> that'll come up anyway. I'll just yeah. say it for yes, the fifteenth yeah. time. Dune gets weird. Dune gets weird. It does get weird. It um, uh, the first book is the most grounded, uh, I think. But um, yes, it does. It changes. It definitely changes. All right. Question number two. Next question. Next question. Uh, friend of the show, Aaron Bryant. Aaron, what's up, uh, man? Which Dune character would you pick to be your best friend? Oh. I mean, Duncan Idaho seems pretty cool. I mean, if we want to pick, if we want to pick the good guys, oh, pick whoever you want, man. But then I think that I would like also like he wouldn't be a good friend. He wouldn't but, be there emotionally but, for you. 
No, no, he's a horrible <laughs> character. Peter, Peter, the the Mentat for uh, for uh, the the uh, the goddamn oh, what's his name? Oh shit, Harkonnen. The Harkonnen, yeah, it's the Harkonnen guy. Peter, he's yeah. the Mentat. He's the greasy guy that's giving the giving the Emperor our advice, not the Emperor, the uh, yeah, the Baron, the Baron. Um, so yeah, uh, I think I might want to be friends with him just cause he, he likes to get fucked up too. I don't think Duncan likes to get fucked up. And so I think, uh, sometimes I'd be friends with Duncan and sometimes I'd be friends with, with Peter. Those, that's my answer. Yeah, it's you, a trick answer. It's, yeah, it's a bullshit answer. Right in the middle. I'm going to just pick a sandworm. You're just going to go with yeah. a sandworm. That's probably I, the best choice. I don't know why I didn't think about that. You could ride it around and and, and all yeah, kinds and of shit. Yeah, and it would talk now. to you. It'd be like a lassie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What's wrong? What's that? What's that? Oh, oh shit! Paul Atreides is in the well. <laughs> oh. oh my god! There's water on Dune. Oh shit! We gotta go. Oh, my all right. God. Uh, yeah. Next that's question. Yes. This is from Phantomas. I, I don't. I, this is obviously on Twitter, but it's like I want to say like this is. Uh, we have a telegram here. Oh, it's coming over the wire. Uh, this is a really good question. Do you prefer when artists have crazier visual interpretations of the book, or do you prefer when they stick to trying to replicate what is described verbatim? Ooh, it's tough, right? Like, I I can see what the question is kind of like looking into as far as like the David Lynch movie and uh, the upcoming movie too right like and the drawings some of the some of the art and yeah stuff I'm like gonna that. I'm uh, Mobius has done some good art on dune and some some other artists have, t- have tackled it as far as paintings go and stuff like I'm that, gonna so. say his name wrong and it's Jordowski mm. I think it's Jordowski. oh Jodor- yeah Jodorowsky. Um, yeah, the art he did that is we're going to talk about the documentary in a, in a future episode but fantastic film see it if you have the chance to see it it's it's really great that director is insane yeah he's he's completely insane <laughs> and but it's it's a, such a pleasure to watch him talk about his dream of that movie it's there's something really like inspiring about it and he's just yeah he's just crazy he's been he's been crazy for the past yeah forever um my feelings on all of these things for any kind of adaption on anything is that it doesn't destroy the original it's just a different artist's take on something else so make it as weird as you want do whatever you want with it yeah, it's it's tricky as far as like when you're straying from the source material. Uh, that's what uh, you know it can be a fine line. People get might get angry because you didn't do this one thing they wanted to see, or uh, but it's it's you know good art is supposed yeah. to provoke. People. If you're gonna if you're gonna make a Doom uh, movie, it's gonna be 17 hours long if you keep everything in the book. Well, that's what's strange about this recent that that recent announcement that the guy made. Uh, that the one producer of the movie made was uh, uh, how are they going to fit the entire book in, into yeah. that one movie? It it it's no, I possible. have a feeling it's going to so. be a multi-part thing. 
I would assume so. I just hope it, it goes to plan because it would suck to get a truncated version of it where we get one movie and then it just doesn't yeah. happen for the sequels. So, we'll, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I I think there's a good chance that we'll get a really good movie out of it. I hope it does um, well. There's times when they – this has happened a couple times, and I the only example that's coming to my head right now is the Watchmen movie where I love oh boy. it. I love the I really? love, I love no. I'm not in the Zack Snyder cult, but I love that movie. Oh. And they they changed okay. the, the ending, right. and I like the ending yeah. of the movie more than the book, which is a a blasphemy. Well, it's but... less. Well, it, it's it's the ending of the of the of that book is is fairly uh, down, right? Like, isn't the I can't remember what they changed. I'm not. I just didn't enjoy the movie. I'm not a big fan of the comic book, but I just uh, uh, it's, it's just too I much think, CGI. Um, I think this it hurt show my is brain. Over with... Yeah, I'm. This show? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, uh, oh, yeah, you, you want to get you want cancel? You want to cancel now? Just because I don't like I don't like movie. that movie that 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 neither of us like made. A movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, good art provokes, and that movie provoked me to not <laughs> like it. <laughs> Next question. It was, uh, it was the... Uh, yes, yes, yes. Let's not get, in, let's not get no. into bashing the Washington <laughs> this is now. This is what I like the most about this show. Um, uh, we, yeah, we don't seem to talk about Dune very much. <laughs> we'll talk about Dune. We're doing Dune right now. It's true, it's true. It's all it's all here. Let's see. It's all here. If you if you lived in the world of Dune, who would you be? A Fremen, a guild navigator, or a Harkonnen soldier? Um, I mean the uh, my my obvious choice would be Fremen. Go for the freedom like they seem to have a decent outlook on life. Uh it's Yeah, there's it I Harkonnen soldier would be terrible like I I don't think any of these sound pleasant. They don't. Well, the Fremen they live a life of it's sort of like you know, is it like a sort of a, like Jews wandering the desert sort of thing, like where they're. I don't know what the what the symbolism there is, uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's. I don't know, because Paul because Paul becomes a like a Fremen basically. That I think that's why I'm leaning towards that because he gets to go through the the rituals and stuff like that. So I, I, I guess I identified with that a little bit. I was like, Oh, like that would be cool to become like part of the tribe, like white. I don't know. Is that, Ooh, that might get problematic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Let's, let's, uh, let's not leave that part in. Oh, okay. You want to cut that out? That's <laughs> yeah, not... I'll cut that out. But where were you going with white? I don't know. <laughs> well, because they're like, they're like almost like Indians. Like, I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Shit. Um, okay. I'm going to say if it's a Fremen, I don't like the heat. Okay. Yeah, I don't fair. like the desert. Yeah. If I was a guild navigator, I would be a fish man. High all the time, seeing into the future, which sounds terrifying. Yeah, what? Well, how could you distinguish between the present and the and the future? Like, uh, yeah, and you're all fucked up, little oh boy. And a Harkonnen soldier, I'm just gonna end up killing everyone. Yeah, and witnessing horrible shit too, like some of the tortures and like the milking of the cats and shit that was going on. Yeah. Like, what? I don't want to see that. I don't want to be involved in that. I think they like it. I think there's probably a an interview. Uh... And it's like, 
what is your best quality and what is your worst quality? And they judge you based off your worst qualities. Oh, I think they're probably like slaves or something. Yeah, they're probably been they've probably been like raised to be fighting something or fighting machines or some shit, right? Like super soldiers. There, yeah, there's like sort of a eugenicsy sort of feel to the Harkonnen, but at the same token, they've taken it too far. And now, like the Baron's all like mutated and like fucking gross and like yeah. So, hmm. There was a there's a funny thing in the book where um, they actually they have him hiding in the shadows. Oh, it's perfect pacing. And it's, oh, it's and, so perfect. His introduction, yeah. yeah. And it's like the big reveal is he's very fat. Yes, he's huge. And it's like the the way they describe him. I'm I'm doing the math, and it's like mm-hmm. he's 400 pounds. He can probably walk around. Sure, you know. Well, but, no, but it's it, it's it's he's all mutated too, right? Like it's, I think that's what they're sort of implying that he's oh. like become so uh, lazy and 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 yeah, that was it. Lavish. That's where I that's yeah. where I was going. Where he's like yeah. he just doesn't have to walk. He just he's like the guys you see in um, WalMarts on those scooters. Well, it's funny you mentioned Wall because I was thinking of Wall E, the people in Wall E floating around. Uh, that Pixar movie, which I think is... Yeah, that was Pixar, right? Yeah. yeah, that was based off of Dune. That was based off of Dune. The fat people floating around, that was the Baron. Yeah. <laughs> the Baron's eating a cupcake in a cup. Yeah, he's all happy. He's like, hey, hey, hey I'm going to steal all the spice and uh, shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's my impression of the Baron. That was an actual quote from the book. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna spiel. Uh, I'm not gonna do it again. <laughs> it's it's fine. We got it. All right. Next question. All right. I'm going to not say this name right. Oh, here we go. El Sabor. Asia Tico. El Sabor Asia Tico. Asia Tico. Perfect. El Sabor Asia Tico. It's like a advertisement for a cell phone or something. I just started listening, so you may have addressed this already. Ooh. But are you going to? Probably not. <laughs> uh, but are you going to cover the series outside of the six authentic Dune books? And if so, why should I continue to subscribe to your podcast? Ooh, that's a little bit of shade there. That's some shade on the books. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, um, I think I don't think we're going to cover any more outside of the six. No. Uh, well, we might talk about them in passing, or or maybe like. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll just leave that for the future. We're still getting in into the into the series right now. Yeah, I don't think the main focus of the show is going to be past the six books. The focus of the show is basically sorry, basically uh, making jokes about Dune. Yeah, yeah. The the main focus of the show is mostly um, Stephen King's Dark Tower series. Oh, Oh, right, that's right. We have to bring it around to the Gunslinger series. Yeah, of course. Um. No, I I really don't think so. I think it, the main focus is is going to be the Dune universe and things related to Dune. There are, I, this is strange because uh, on Twitter I've gotten some followers from other Dune podcasts where they do the chapter by chapter thing. Oh boy, that's heavy. And that was kind of an original plan for the show, but. Uh, there's already multiple podcasts out there, and I'm, there's some great ones, I'm sure. 
but I don't really want to listen to them only because I don't want any other influence from them. I kind of want Doom Boys to be its own weird thing. I'm not gonna, I, uh, I don't know if we should be saying that we're not going to listen to other people's podcasts. No, well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we want to be as uh, positive as yeah, possible. I'm going to listen to all of the podcasts because I don't listen to enough of them. Okay. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I think if the other books do come up, it's going to be about the final two books of the Dune series that they wrote. Mm-hmm. Because they're somewhat controversial, but there are things in the later Dune books that come up in the Brian Herbert and Kevin J. Anderson books that are directly taken out of the final books of the Frank Herbert books. Right. That you can tell the people that don't like the Brian Herbert and Kevin J. Anderson books, you can say, yeah, but this is on page 962 of the Heretics of Dune, and it doesn't matter to them. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's just one of those things where it's like, there's not really any point. There you go. So should I continue to subscribe to your podcast? The answer is, of course, we are the best source of Dune news and Dune-related um, topics on the internet. That's the most, it's the most in-depth and clinical podcast about Dune ever. Thank That's you. That's what it is. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know we got Jeff on the ones. It's he's 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 the mix master, and uh, and we're all just here for the ride, man. <laughs> all right. Next question <laughs> is from my buddy Dubes. Dubes, what's yeah, up? Yeah, follow Unsmarty on um, Twitter. He's the funniest oh, guy. He's I a know. hell of a guy. Funniest, hell of a funniest guy. guy I know. Do we know if it's a, it's a guy? Yeah, yeah, he's my friend Dubes. I know him in, I don't in wanna, real oh. life. Oh shit! Okay, okay. Uh, I I didn't want to miss I didn't want to misgender anybody. I'm trying to be PC. He's a total buff dude. Total buff dude. Is would you say that he's a hunk? <laughs> Is he a hunk? Yeah, he's a hunk. Oh, nice. Um, so he's joining the ranks of uh, Idris Elba and. Uh, uh, who's yeah. your favorite guy again? Uh, yeah, the, the 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 fish the fish guy the uh, the the Mister Mister Ocean. What's his name? Pitbull. Aquaman Aquaman that's it Mr. Ocean no my my number one hunk is um, Henry Cavill in Mission Impossible oh boy that mustache oh my god oh my god so um, his question is uh, what what do you call fans of your podcasts Doongleberries ooh oh dupes oh that's a bit that's another shade question there's a bit of shade there we love our fans Actually, not a bit of shade. It's like direct shade. <laughs> uh, no, they're Dune buddies. Dune buddies. Yeah. Why can't we just? Why can't the fans just be called Dune boys? We're all Dune boys. It's like a. It's like a Spartacus fucking thing. There, there's your misgendering. Oh shit! Yeah, I did it. Oh, I did it. I fell right yeah. into it. God damn it! You canceled. God damn. It. I'm canceled. Uh, yeah, Dune buddies. That includes Dune buddies. Everyone. Okay. No, I like it. Yeah. Yes, Dune buddies is non is non gendered. Um, next question is from Large Buddy. Large Buddy. Yeah, his, Who's Dune Buddy? Yeah, Large Buddy is a Dune Buddy. Um, his question is just a comma. Oh, yes, that's right. I, that, I, I was very fascinated by that question because uh, people use the comma uh, in different ways. Um, there's the 
often used Oxford comma. I'm still not sure what it is, but I'm going to pretend to sound really smart about Please it. Please do, because Oxford comma to me is a, a Vampire Weekend song. Oh, I know that band. They're, they're that Paul Simon yeah, cover band, right? that's exactly what they are, and that's why they're so catchy. Awesome. Awesome. Play that bass. Slap that bass. Insert three seconds legally of a uh, Vampire Weekend song. (laughs) I I think I am. (laughs) Okay, next question is from the Radler on Twitter. Radler. Is Leto's Golden Path ethical? Oh, my goodness. Now, the Golden Path, which was basically set up by um, Paul... Yes. was not really completed by him. Paul Atreides started the Golden Path, didn't finish it, because uh, he kind of um, realized what it really was and how horrible it was. And the Golden Path was basically um, finished by his son. And this is where I want to read a Hitler quote from Dune. Oh, boy. But it's so terrible that I think that even if I said it, it would be one of those things where... Um, yeah, it's just going to sound bad, so I don't know if I should do it. Nah, I think we're good. Yeah, that's how uh, I feel about modern society right now. Yeah, it's probably where... for the best that we don't uh, quote Hitler or display yeah. any of his art. I'm I'm going to give one prediction about that movie coming up. Is when Hitler, the... Hitler going to get killed in it? Or? No, uh, oh. they are not bringing back Hitler. Okay, that's through good. the DNA that they found on a knife or bullet. Um, no, but I am I am just saying a prediction right now that when probably a week or two before the Dune movie comes out, there will be an article that will get very popular, and it will be the Hitler quote from the Dune book about how um, Paul Atreides is a mass murderer who killed so many more people than Hitler. And there you go. Well, I look forward to that happening. Yeah. So <laughs> the, an- the answer to the Radler um, is Leto's uh, Golden Path Ethical. The answer is I'm not going to answer that. Um, he does a lot of bad stuff. Uh, but in the end, he saves the human race. So there's that. Ugh. Oh boy! Yep. See, it's a, it's a heavy question, but we took it and um, didn't really answer. Didn't it. really answer it, but uh, I think it's it, it's yeah, it's complicated. It's 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 a book of fiction, and but the yeah the Hitler. Oh boy. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, thanks the Radler. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that uh, stifling awkward question. <laughs> Um, the next, the next question is from Johnny D's nuts. You guys got to work on your, no, what am I talking about? Dickie Killjoy. Uh, what's with all the spice? What is with all the spice? It's, uh, it's a natural resource that, um, is only found on the planet Arrakis. Yeah. So the answer is there's not a lot of spice. Yeah. It only comes from one planet. Um, I'm not really sure how big Arrakis is is do they really ever talk about how like large the planet is i can't answer that i don't know i'm not a planetary 
what was that name? Planetary Plan- ecologist. Planetary eco e- ecologist. Yeah, he's predicting the economies on. Uh, yeah. Oh, not yeah, the economist, but. Hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, no, it's it's only it's only harvested on this one planet, so it's very important for space travel. They use it to slip through space dimensions and move products across the universe. Yeah. The spice does not power the ships. It just provides uh, the guild navigators. uh, They can see in the future and they can correctly predict the safest path to get from A to B. Yeah. So it's almost like a... I don't know. It's almost like a trucker pill that people use to like <laughs> to get them to their destination properly. I don't know. It's like, it's kind of like that if you think about it. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, these questions are going great. Next question. Next question. Next question is uh, from Mike Regan. Mm. What do you find is the sweet spot for intoxication while recording a podcast? Um, my Ooh, intoxication right now is rain, total body fuel, carnival candy. Uh, yeah, my, my current, uh, fuel is, uh, beer and, um, Hey, what kind? A little bit of a, a little bit of a left-handed cigarette. Yeah, a little bit of that. A jazz cigarette. A jazz cigarette, as some people call it. Yes. That's so cool, man. Oh, I'm hip with the cats, man. Jordan Haas, friend of the show. Jordan, what's up, buddy? Uh- <laughs> Dude loves game shows. Uh, he loves game shows. I've never seen anything quite like it. The man is passionate. Uh, if you could go to any desert in the world, what desert would you go to? I think I'd go to the Sahara. I'd check out the Sahara. I've heard it's really cool. My uncle went there um, about a decade ago, and he uh, he really had a good time. So, yeah, I'd, I'd pick that. It sounds cool. Go to the go see some lions and stuff, man. Or something. I got two you know, words. Got lions, I got right? two words for you. Two words. Later on, Vegas, me. baby. Vegas. <laughs> it's like right there. <laughs> anywhere in the world, anywhere in the world that you pick, Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. You want? You want to go do? Uh, you want to go do a uh, a trip there? You want to go do a, a mad madcap trip yeah. to Las Vegas? Oh yeah. Well, once we get some of that sweet, sweet Patreon money in, oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> okay. Um, next question is from Chuck Rotunda. Do sandworms have big tongues? And if so, would they be good at essing some Ds? Ooh. Ooh a horn dog question. We got a horn dog question from somebody. Hey, I got a question for you. What yeah. does essing some Ds mean? I think it means um, slanging some dollars. I think that's what that's. Th- I think that's what he's talking about. Slanging some dollars. Okay, I have another question for you. What is yes. slanging? <laughs> slanging some what dollars. Is- I don't know. Um, it's 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 like fleek and uh, 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 yeet and, and all these youth uh, terms that are going around now. God, I sound like an old the, man. Uh, I th- I think I know what. Essing some D's means, and the answer is no, you don't want your wiener anywhere near a sandworm. Like your sausage. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. I, I see what I see what that means yeah. now. All so right. I think. Yeah. His... Okay. yeah. No, you don't want your you don't want anything. 
You don't want anything near that thing's mouth. Oh my so God. I think uh, Chuck Rotonda's question is, uh, what do sandworm eat? And uh, the answer is sandworms eat other sandworms, mostly their own babies. Ooh. That's harsh. Hmm. Uh, Left-handed cigarette. Yeah. Uh, Left-handed cigarette. We have a question from Uncle Howard. Uncle Howard from Uncle to Uncle Podcasts. Um, his question is, what would happen if Luke Skywalker went to Dune? Oh, this is this is cross. Uh, this is crossing two fictions together. I think I think he would be quite at home because he's used to living on uh, what's the planet that he grew up on? Tatooine. Tatooine. Yeah. Um, George Lucas. I uh, think he'd be. Quite yeah, George Lucas straight yeah. up said that. He got a lot of inspiration from Star Wars from Dune. So if, makes sense. if you want yeah. to know why uh, Luke is on a desert planet, it's Look it's no Dune. Further. And I think he even talks about spice mines in the in Star Wars. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm not up on my Star Wars trivia. I'm sure there's people screaming right now. <laughs> You're not a nerd. God damn it, you're canceled now, forever. Um, yeah, I think um, if Luke Skywalker was on Dune, um, I don't think he would pick a side. Like, he, you don't think he would he would stand against the the Harkonnen? Yeah, but I... I think he would stand up against I, the evil. Yeah, but... He's, um, he's Luke Skywalker. The Fremen go on a uh, universe-wide, like, cleansing of planets and... Mm. So, uh... Halfway through the Dune book, you kind of realize that the Fremen aren't doing things very nice either. Oh, they're bad guys yeah. too. So, oh man, there's just no good. There's no good left yeah, in the world. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, um, yeah, sometimes the good guys are bad guys, but what's sometimes you gotta do, sometimes the good guys have to do bad things. It's like anti-hero sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I guess Luke Skywalker basically just whine a little bit. Well, I gotta get these proton packs over <laughs> to the village. Yes. My favorite part about <laughs> Star Wars are the proton packs. Yeah, it's the proton. Uncle Ben something. Man, I wonder if that's the last question. Is that the last question in the uh, Spice Melange? Yeah. Um, Reach around at the bottom. Reach around. Get down in there. <clears throat> This is pretty much the ultimate question uh, from Chid Spin. Oh, Chid. On, on Twitter. 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 Uh, is Dune the same as Tremors? Oh, this this is interesting because the worms and Tremors, pretty similar to the worms in Dune. They're sensing movement. The Dune, the Dune uh, worms sense movement on the ground, and so do the Tremors and the... Uh, in the uh, in the movies, hmm. I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes. They are the same. Good answer. Part two of his question is: uh, I've seen Tremors. <laughs> I don't know what. Good <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, good job. Spin. The Kevin Bacon, Fred Ward classic, Tremors. Uh jeez. I there has been about twenty Tremors movies. Have they done that many of them? So many, oh, and I geez. think the Sci-Fi Channel like took over for it so like every year there's another tremors movie yeah. and i'm gonna watch it gonna watch it and they get worse and worse and worse but i keep watching it it's like the sharknado movies they're just pounding into the ground 
Man, what do you like better, Sharknado or Tremors? I, th- I gotta go with Tremors. I mean, I haven't seen any of these new sci-fi Tremors sh- uh, movies, though. So, But, I mean, the original is a great... It's a fun movie. It's silly. Yeah, it's got its moments. Well... I wouldn't say I'm a Tremors fan, but... Aficionado uh, of Aficionado, Tremors. yeah. I know the first... Um, I think I know the first two, because they brought back the... Brought back that crazy gun guy in the second one. Yeah, Bert Grumner. Bert. <laughs> this is how Bert my brain Grumner. works. I think I have everything in my head mm-hmm. <laughs> since the day I was born, and I have these oh, little boy. things that go, "Hey, there you go." This is what happens when you um, don't care about sports. Is that your brain you, yeah. has so much more room for the you, character a guy plays on uh, hits. TV and movie series Tremors, yeah. The second part of this tweet is, uh, I've seen Tremors. I don't know what Dune is. Based on the podcast, I assume it's a karaoke movie about sand and being polite. Mr. Novak, we all get the Spice Girls joke, but if you're back again next week, you're singing something besides Wannabe. Okay, we've got time for one more. You in the back. Yeah, you. Don't be such a Shyla hood. Get on up here. Give this guy a big Gurney's round of applause.
Now a word from our sponsors. Do the stories of the unexplained draw you in? He described the object as a black, upside-down triangle. Are you captivated by the tales of the supernatural? They told us that they had traced the 911 call back to the dead son's cell phone. Have you ever seen something yourself you've just never been able to wrap your mind around? This kind of faceless figure standing, you know, kind of like to the corner at the foot of my bed. Do you know how to write a better ad? We're really fucking up tonight. Every Monday night on Twitch, I bring you experiences of the paranormal from around the web, each week covering a different strange topic, featuring occasional guest interviews about their own personal accounts, and the all-new Frightline. Have your own story you'd like to tell on stream? Call 1-845-204-8893. As soon as he starts talking about this ghost that I saw, the phone lines go dead. Like, in the whole house. That's the Frightline at 1-845-204-8893. Live during Tales from the Clicked, every Monday evening, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific, only at twitch.tv slash jakedefacto. That's twitch.tv slash j-a-k-e-d-e-f-a-c-t-o.